What's up, y'all? It's Tisha the Diva, and this is for my ladies. This is my podcast where amazing things happen, and we get to talk, discuss, and celebrate real women of color. This is for my ladies is just for you. This podcast is a place where I get to highlight not only my life dreams and goals, but yours too. I believe I was called to create a platform for myself to express not only my thoughts, but those of other women that's unfiltered and untamed. I plan to talk and discuss topics that interest me and other women. I want my audience to be engaged and aware. So any topics, email them to me at tishathediva at gmail.com. What's up, y'all? It's Tisha the Diva, and this is for my ladies. Welcome back to season two, episode 28 of okay. This is for My Ladies podcast. I, first of all, I want to say happy Black History Month to everybody. So all my melanated, black, beautiful people. Hopefully, okay. yes. Hopefully, during this Black History um, Month, you all take the time to get up on your history, find out what is currently going on right now within your communities, with yourself, and also... I mean, shoot, try to be a part of history like your girl over here who getting a traffic light put up, okay? Girl. <laughs> girl. I'm just saying. Look, like I said, I'm a historical-ass bitch, okay? But anyway. Come on, Tisha. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. Like, I'm just saying. Like, we want to make sure that, like I was saying in one of my live videos on Facebook, we want to be more proactive than reactive, reactive. Um, yeah. as far as with any issues, any concerns that are going on within the black community, within our neighborhoods, within our lives, and just everything. Um with that being said, y'all, I have brought a guest today on my show, which I am extremely excited about. Yay. I have one of my very, very dear friends to me. I have Miss Jessica. <laughs> Miss J and Unlimited Edition, okay? Oh, Miss Di Desire Dance, all right, y'all? Like, I am so excited to have my girl here. Jet, me and Jess been knowing each other since about um, 2011, I believe, yeah, but maybe a little bit before that because we still used to go to like the little the YMCA, YMCA classes. Even though she never used to talk to me. What? But, girl, girl, I was no, just you trying to come not. in and get my dance on and, and keep it moving. You yeah, know? and then she. <laughs> But you knew me. We didn't. I knew your sister and your mom. Uh huh. Okay. I knew your sister and your mom. That's I okay. really didn't know you. Uh huh. But anyway, Jess and I, we met um, when we joined a professional dance um, cheer cheer team, Virginia Destroyers, back in 2011, which Jess is historic as well. I mean, she's historic. I mean, because. And this is, I, I let people know, mm -hmm. Virginia Destroyers is Virginia's first UFL football team. We were on that team at the start of that. So, I mean, you know, like, do you remember when Denzel was, was at the game, we, though? Girl, do you remember but when I said hello, girl, Mr. Pom -pom and he said, right how you doing that? Yes. 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 So people just don't really understand like what they did for us and basically what doors that it opened. I mean, because we were just dancers and right. just on cheerleading teams and all 13, that. Thirteen thousand people. You know in what I'm stadium. saying? Okay. Exactly. So I mean, we we did it. We did it. So with that being said, 
It's Black History Month. It's February. Jess's birthday is February 12th. So happy birthday. So, I mean, when this airs, it will be her birthday. So happy birthday right. now. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to bring Jess on because I basically wanted to, like I said, with this is for my ladies. I bring women on who I admire, who I love, who I adore, Aww. and basically who has not only have an impact in my life, but can have an impact on other women's lives. So with that being said, welcome to Thank This Is you. For My Ladies. Hey, everybody. So introduce yourself. Tell everybody, you know, who you are and what it is that you do. Hi, I'm Jessica. Most people just call me Jess. I'm the creator of Desire Dance Series creator, director, choreographer, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, what else you want to know? Okay, so how did you get started with as far as your dance career? Where did it stem from Like when you were younger? Because your mom can dance too, so I'm pretty sure you got it from somewhere. <laughs> right. So Shout out <laughs> to your mama girl. <laughs> I love her. I yes, love Miss everybody, Lady. Everybody does. Yes. Oh, so, um, I've been dancing since forever, but it really started for me when I got to middle school and I started going to a gifted school for dance. Like they had music, they had art, they had dance. What so I auditioned. That? It was ODC, okay. Old Donation Center in Virginia Beach. Okay. So it was like part of your day you would spend at your regular school and then you would go to a bus would come pick you up and take you to ODC and you would do your whatever you got accepted into that school for so mine was dance so that's when I learned like ballet jazz contemporary modern stuff like that and um you know growing up my mom couldn't afford dance classes for mm -hmm. us so we would girl we would just make up routines in the house yeah didn't have nothing else to do come me on and now. my sister come on and now because we I definitely do. remember standing on the front porch girl, with the boom that's, box that's making up the dances do. okay but and that's what we would do and so. that's how it really starts for a lot you know, I guess those are the humble beginnings. It, it, no, for real, it really those is. Those are the humble because, beginnings. Because, honey, I was choreographing and didn't even know. Yeah. So that's where it kind of started. So um, then I got into the little gifted school in middle school. Then I auditioned for governor school for dance. Girl, mm -hmm. I did not make it. I didn't make it either. <laughs> I did not make it. And I remember my I audition. I was so distraught. I remember honey, my audition. Honey, I was distraught because... I went, I went into a room dancing with people that had been dancing and had been trained dancers since, like, the age of two. Mm -hmm. I started training in middle school, yeah. which, you know, is late when you think about, you know, in the dance world. So, girl, I didn't have nothing on them kids. And they uh, sent me a letter in the mail. We regret to inform you. I mm -hmm. said, oh, that's it for me. So I, I gave it up. Mm -hmm. So when I went to high school, I just gave it up and I started playing the flute. So I was in band. You was whatever. in a band, just playing the flute. <laughs> I started playing the flute in middle school. So I just continued it in high school okay. until I found out the band was whack. Um, Based on high. <laughs> the band director was racist and really? the band was terrible. 
But see, I was good because I was in ninth grade. I played in the 12th grade band. But oh, I wow. hated it. Okay. I hated the music. I hated everything. So I was just like, whatever. And he really tried to fail me. How do you fail band? Yeah, how do you? Girl, he really tried to get me suspended because he made me write a 10-page paper on Beethoven. And I just went to Google and just copied and pasted everything. So he was saying I was plagiarizing, which I was. But I wasn't writing you a 10-page paper. But still, who in the world writes papers in band? Because I wouldn't go to band practice. Oh, wow. Because it was whack. So, Why you go to band because practice? Because it was whack. Okay, I didn't okay. want to be at band practice. Okay. So we're off topic. So anyway, <laughs> so once I got to college, I found um, a class at the YMCA, like you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. It was a little hip hop class. With you Crystal. Know. And Kelly. And Kelly. Okay. Yes. So, um, bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. That was like the little yes, that was welcome class. That, yeah. Yes. So it was everything. Shout out to Crystal and Kelly yes. because those are definitely our cheer sisters. All yes. right. So definitely Shout out to them. And um, I went to their class, and it was just, like, everything for me. And Kelly was a part of a semi-pro dance team. Mm-hmm. So she told me and my sister about, like, the audition. They needed more girls. And I was like, well, you know, remember, I'm in college now. I hadn't really danced since, like, middle school because I was so, you know, disappointed. Oh, so you just gave I it just up, gave period. Because I felt like I wasn't good enough oh, wow. when I didn't make it make the governor school audition. I just gave it up completely. Like, it wasn't for me. Yeah. But I still had a passion for it. So um, when I met her and she was talking about this team and all that, I was like, I'm going to go. Like, I've been out of it, but I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. just still going to do it. So me and my sister went to the audition. And uh, it, was, it was pretty rough. But the coach, I guess she saw something in us and brought us on the team. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she brought us on the team. And my sister eventually fell off after one season. But I was like, I'm, I'm going to keep doing this because I want to learn. I want to dance. What team was this? This was the Hampton Roads Hurricanes. Okay. Okay. This was the Hurricanes. So I learned everything I could. I was I was terrible, <laughs> but I learned and mm-hmm. I got better and better each season, each season. And when I tell you she had me all the way in the fifth row in the back corner of the field dancing, honey, I moved my way up to that front and center, 50 yeah. yard line, honey. Yes. And um I mean, I loved it. And then mm-hmm. the girls who were on the team, like, I grew with them. We got so close. Yeah. Because you so are still close. friends with some of those girls of to this course, day. Of yes. Course. And even though we don't talk every day, we still have that sisterhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So um, from there, you know, eventually I became captain, whatever, coach, director, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. whatever, of um, – the team back then and then um desire dance came. i'm speeding everything up yeah so desire dance came about yeah which was my next question okay. so okay. you know when did desire <laughs> okay dance... we gotta let her ask her question yeah. go <laughs> ahead no, it's okay it's definitely ah! okay so i go ahead and so when did you start desire dance and how did that come about okay so it came about because basically the semi-pro dance team world it it honestly just sucked Okay. There was no budget. There was no funding. The girls buy their own uniforms. We're buying um, our own floor time at the studio. Everything. And it was just terrible. We're changing in bathrooms, public bathrooms, no locker room space. Like, 
But we did it because we had a passion for it. Yeah. We loved it, and we loved being with each other. And Tisha was on my team, um, the Redskins. Yeah, Because you joined the Redskins year or whatever. Yeah, I think she lasted one season. Girl, one season, <laughs> you know, like, I'm the type of person. I, re- I really can't commit to stuff for real, for real. <laughs> But just knew, like, at me, but at the end of the day, like, I'm still going to support no matter what. But I just couldn't. I was just like, you know what? Because (laughs) because you have to be committed. And it's nothing but sheer passion that's going to drive you to be on a team like that. Exactly. Because, I mean... And you know, like I said, with me and Jess, we dis- we joined Virginia Destroyers together where we were getting paid for right. everything. And wait, I skipped over Virginia We got Destroyers. paid for showing up. We got paid for appearances. Everything, uniforms. But see, that was a lot more hardcore than what I was doing with like the Hurricanes and then the Lady Redskins because we had weigh-ins. Like we had to... We had a whole review. Like, if your body wasn't right, yeah, that's she was true. telling you what you needed to do. That and it was hard true. to hear. But that's perf- yeah, that, it is like hard we were, to hear. Like, we were pushing 115, 120 pounds, being told that we still needed to lose weight, yeah. tone up, um, and get it together with but these that's, uniforms. But I guess that's the professional world, though. And it is. And that's the professional And it is. And that, but that sets the expectations, though. Because, I mean, now, because we have went through that, we could join a professional team, NBA, NFL, and we already we have the mindset. And that's one thing I think our coach was great at was mm-hmm. trying to give us the real life. This is what it is going to be like when you get to the NFL or NBA. She did a great job doing that because you got to have. But it was a culture skin. shock. Yeah, it was because in the we, we were seven, fine with, with how we look. We don't have that. And when you start talking about. Um, you know, you want to see a different style of hair. Mm-hmm. You want to see a different style of makeup. I'm not used to being critiqued yeah. about the way I look. But so I it was th- difficult. But because I worked at Hooters, it kind of already shaped my mind just a little bit because that's how Hooters is. Mm-hmm. And I was a trainer. And I oh. they they put me in that position like Go tell her she needs some mascara and she needs some makeup and oh, she needs wow. some lashes See, I wasn't and she needs some lipstick. Because when I was doing like um, the Canes and Lady Redskins, we had a coach that was very conscious about how she made us feel. Mm-hmm. She didn't approach us about weight. Mm-hmm. She didn't approach us about more makeup because she didn't want to keep give us a complex. She wanted us to focus on the talent. Yeah, and I appreciated that. But in all. In, in reality, being a dancer, being a performer, your image and your looks mm-hmm. come to play. Come on, let's just be real about it. Exactly. It does. Okay? Yeah. So, but the Virginia Destroyers was an amazing experience. That's that's when we, we weren't close, but that's when we really noticed each other because. So let's just tell them how we got there. Because when you told me the story on the phone, I was so weak. Okay, so I first noticed Tisha <laughs> for real. I don't think I should say names, but anyway. Yeah, we're not gonna say any names, okay. but we also have the the uh, the luxury of the beep sound. Oh, okay, so. okay. <laughs> so, I, me and my sister, we auditioned for the team and all that, um, and we first noticed Tisha because it was a mix of girls. You had black, you had white, Asian, whatever. It was diverse. Have you. It, it was, was very diverse. It was diverse. So you know. We were the black girls. So mm-hmm. I we noticed Tisha and we were like, Wow, that girl's really good. She's really cute. I bet she's gonna make the team. Da 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 da. So, um, Tisha made the team, I made the team, my sister made the team, 
And mind you, this was an extensive audition process. It mm-hmm. was not easy to make this team. Okay, so when we made it, we felt like we earned it. Exactly. Okay, so it was one practice in particular after Tisha, I believe, tweeted a certain person. And then a certain person created a fake um, Twitter account acting as this person's wife and messaged Tisha about staying away from her man. And I'm putting it in... Um, you know, yeah, nice terms. <laughs> you know, this person, she wanted to stir the drama. And yeah. she later found out that it was a cheerleader on the team, you know, acting as if she was this person's wife, trying to, you know, get at Tisha. She was trying to stir the pot, ruffle the feathers or whatever. I already knew who you it knew was. knew who it was. I found I out had, after who it was because she was the same person who went behind me and told Kimberly something about me. See, I But had, we won't talk about that. I had already knew who it was. And me being the person that I am, which, you know, I have, again, like we talk about being more refined. I had no filter. Zero. I had no filter. Did you know he was married when you hit him up? He wasn't. Oh, he wasn't. Okay, he so wasn't. she was faking all the way around. He never was. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> like, so, so she faked it, stirring the pot, getting in Tisha's um, messages and everything, acting like she was his wife. So you I know, said something stuff. at practice. She said something at practice. I said something so at practice. Every and I was, practice, we had like a, you know, a huddle little or whatever. Powwow. Yeah. Where our director, our coaches would give notes and everything like that. And um, she would open the floor, questions, comments, concerns. <laughs> And Tisha in front of everybody, she was sitting up against the wall. I never forget it because I looked over. I said, <laughs> "Hold on." Tisha said, first off, if anybody has something to say to me about me, you can say it to my face." And when I tell you, Tisha was serious. Dead now, mind serious. you, wait, how old are you now? Because I'm gonna be 31 next Tuesday. And I think I was. Me and Skylar were the youngest, but I think I was like 20 or 21. Exactly. So I was 22, maybe going on 23. So this. This was a little while ago. Yeah. Yeah. It has been a while ago. It has been a while ago. Because, like I said, I'll be 31 on Tuesday. So we were about between 20 to 22. Yeah, it was our early 20s. Right. early 20s. Right, honey. Legs behind the head, kids. I wish I could lift this leg. I tried to throw my leg up at Culture Lab. It got stuck. I was like, wait a minute. This is mid this is mid level, <laughs> girl. Look, that's a waist high kick. We want to see a high kick, exactly. So, okay, so Tisha made that statement at practice. So everybody was just looking at her because the way she came out, she was serious, and it was real feisty, real nasty. So I was said, "Who is this girl over here?" Because immediately I was like drawn to you because mm-hmm. you had this feisty personality. Girl, that's when we started partying at Guads together. Yes, and we everything. were partying at Guads. <laughs> girl, getting drunk and everything. That's when we it's, with it's, the football players. Yes. Girl, having a good old time having, with girl, the we size two dresses. <laughs> girl, BB. Oh my god! What was the other store? We started with an A. Oh, I was about to say, all, girl, I was about to say not, all these, but it was, <laughs> I know what you're talking about because it's it had a where the van, dresses. where the van store is I forget currently. the name of it. It's so all these skin tight dresses, girl. Girl, that but, was the store right but there. But yeah, Tisha, 
And this was in front of everybody. And she was like, if you have something to say to me, you could say it to my face. If you have something to say about me. And I was just like, oh, my God. And you know that person, you know, after class, she was just like, what are you, you know, girl, I know it's you. I'm, yes, it's you she, who I'm talking she about. She was very fake. It's you who I'm talking about. And you know it's you. That's why you're here in my face right now. But whatever. Yeah, she was it, but, was. it was very fake. But that's what made me first notice Tisha. But we didn't really talk or get close then. We just kind of, you know how you have levels of friends. Mm-hmm. We were at that level of surface, yes, partying, yes, 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 like yes, 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 yes. Nothing really too much deeper. Um, I feel like we didn't really get closer until Desire Dance. No. When was I it? Think, I think Sharks. Oh, With the DeAndra. Sharks. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that team. Yes, so it was Sharks. The team. It was the Sharks. It was the ABA basketball team. We basically was following each other. Like, yeah. to team to team, team to, team to team and all of that stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so we did the Sharks for a little bit, but... Now, mind you, we were used to a certain standard with destroyers. Like, we had our own locker room. We were getting our uniforms. We was getting paid. We were getting paid, okay? We were dancing in front of thousands of people. And so, we did have a little chip on our shoulder when we went to the next team because we had expectations now. Exactly. We definitely had expectations. Like, we had gotten in Professional expectations because we we got that taste. And it's nothing wrong with that. We got that professionalism because we right. dance. We were on a professional team, y'all. And at games, there was cameras everywhere. And when I tell you, we were dancing nonstop. You had the pregame. Then you had when they did the national anthem. We had mm-hmm. choreography. You need to know where to go. We had the 20-yard line dances. We had the sideline dances. We danced half after every time. quarter. We had halftime. And then at the very end of the game, we had to go out to the audience. And we had to mingle. We had to take pictures. And when I tell you, those people act like we were celebrities. Celebrities, yeah. Like, at the end of the game, like, it was like a whole crowd just, like, rushed. Yes. And it was it was a little overwhelming because that was new for us. I we, loved it, girl. We didn't know that life. I, I loved, loved it until I, people started kissing me on the cheeks and stuff oh, and really? grabbing me. Oh, wow. See, that now, was weird. That's too much. And you got to imagine we were in a little uniform yeah. and being like And they were on. serving drinks and beer. And yeah, and it was thousands of people. Thousands. 13,000 people. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was not like a small Yeah anything so i mean so when we went to the sharks we had these huge expectations that which they set for us it's not like it's not like we went in with the expectations these were the expectations that were set for us and basically what they outlined and how it was gonna be and everything fell through everything fell through i don't even think we even had a game we didn't have a game and um I mean, it was disappointing, and me and my sister, we decided just to leave. Mm-hmm. And I remember the coach like texting us, like she wanted her warm up jackets back. Seriously, she did not want me and my sister wearing the warm up jackets. So we came back to a practice, and you know what? You know me. Yeah. I walked in and returned the jacket. Yeah. Hey, girls. Yeah. Have a great practice. I mean. It was nothing to it. And we just decided to leave. But, yeah, we did walk in there with a little bit of chip on our shoulder. Yeah. Considering where we came from. And then me and my sister went back to Destroyers for the second season, mm-hmm. which a lot of girls didn't return. I did not return. Tisha did not return. I did not and return. I couldn't understand and I wa- why. And I really, really, and I wanted to, but I just, my conflict for real, for real was just with the coach. 
Yeah. Because I could, like, the people, I can handle that. Like, I could just not talk to you. You know right. what I mean? But it literally was with the coach. And I felt, me personally, and these are my, you know, my personal, you know, we know what our coach went through as far as the tragedy that happened yes, with, that you was know. Very, very tragic. Because my husband's in the military, so. Very tragic. I Personally. Terrible. Personally. I felt that she should have stepped down and dealt with that. And I know sometimes it, stuff can be like a coping mechanism and all that stuff. But when I, I listen to everything and when you're saying that when she was like, you know, when y'all are texting me about, you know, this and this and that and that and that, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't care. I don't care about none of that. When you felt that you had an I don't care moment, that's when you should have just been like, you know what, maybe... I might just need to just step away for a little bit because I can't give these people my undivided attention like they want to. And that's when I felt that she should have allowed Karen to step in. in. I understand what you're saying, but like you said before, it was a way for her to cope. That was a distractor for her. She was using it to grieve. She was using it to grieve, but we weren't... In my opinion. Yes, and I do, but I felt that she still was not 100% in it for us because that's how when could she be her husband right, just passed exactly, away exactly uh, uh, what was he in a, a helicopter yeah a i mean crash? tragedy tragedy yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely but but me you know how i am you know how You're i realist. am you know how because I when am. we first got the news about our coach and her husband um was a navy seal mm-hmm. and he had passed and it's Terrible, terrible tragedy accident. and um where was he at afghanistan afghanistan tisha's first question was who was going to coach and choreograph the halftime i said what in the world is wrong with this child Girl. You know, the coach just lost a husband in a terrible tragedy and tisha asked who was coaching and choreographing for the halftime i said lord have mercy but we all wanted to know too. I mean, what? so 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 we all kind of looked, be, trying to figure out again, the answer. But Jess, as a performer, we know the show must go on. We know that the show must I know, go Tisha, on, I know. and I don't want to feel like and y'all don't. Don't take this as me being insensitive because I'm not an insensitive person, right? Like, I'm, and mind I'm, you, this was. Early twenties, you have a little 20s. bit more sense now. Exactly, but um, but I understand what you're saying because there was I a just, moment. I guess th- I didn't like her. Right. I guess that's, that's where it stems it from. I didn't like her. That I was did what not it was. like her. That was what it and was. And I think that's all it was. And I was still sensitive to the fact that the tragedy happened, but I just did not like her. Right. There were some other things going on, which we could talk about all day, yeah. but we'll have to move on from this. But um. I do remember a time when we were receiving our uniforms. So that was like, we had been working out. We had been getting weight every week. Eating Rachel rice. Faison, just to let you know, you owe me a top, girl, because I let you borrow Ooh, top. Ray. You still got it, Ray. Ray, mm-hmm. for real? Okay. <laughs> so it was this moment of receiving your uniform. Now, this is a big moment for any boots, dancer. Uniform. Boots, uniform. <laughs> now, they was blinged out. The crystals. The bees. The embroidery, the smell of that new fabric coming out, that plastic (laughs) wrapper. Like, this is a moment. And if you are a dancer or a cheerleader, you understand this moment. If you're not, we sound crazy to you. Yeah. So, um, because we're living in a moment right now. Kimberly was crying 
the whole entire time she was passing out our uniforms. And for me and a lot of other girls, because I looked at around and I saw their faces, it was just like, oh, my God, what's going on? Yeah. Because this moment I've been waiting on for these uniforms that I've been constantly getting measured and posted. Yes. And, and we and trying weight. to maintain a weight, a size. We and it was, it like was special for us. And she was just boohooing the whole time. And it it. it it really took away from that moment for us. And that's why I understand what you're saying about maybe she should have stepped down. Yeah. And let our other coach, who was Karen, um, step up. Because Karen was amazing. When I tell you. Amazing. Dun-dun. 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 Y'all, let me tell y'all. Y'all know I'm straight from the hood. Because as soon as I heard that, I thought that was Trick Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> you remember we started bucking in the back of class? I I when that song came on, me and Crazy. looked at each other and started bucking. That's how it goes. We was like, what is that? We, we had ne- never, never heard, heard this Ozzy. song. I never had heard of Ozzy Osbourne. I had heard of Ozzy Osbourne. I never because heard of Ozzy he had Osbourne. The, he had the reality show on MTV. But I knew that. I okay. knew that, but I did not know Ozzy Osbourne was the creative crazy Girl, our coach turned and on that, that trick song. daddy got that, let's go. If you want it, you can get it. Let me know. Did not know that he used, that was the cover. Yes. Did not so, know. Right, he sampled from Ozzy Osbourne. So, so we black. were we were going to learn our <laughs> pregame routine. Pregame routine. And um, she cut that song on, so we thought it was Trick Daddy. So me and Tisha looked at each other. We started bucking in the yes. practice. Now, mind you, our team is very mixed. So when me and Tisha are in the back of practice, bucking <laughs> on you hoes, <laughs> we were looking straight crazy because this was like real life palm. It wasn't any like major red DD4L, but that's what we started doing. That's what we thought. That's what we so thought. So then we heard it wasn't the Trick Daddy version. It was like, okay, cool. But we can rock with it. That's part of being a performer. Karen came with that. She said, we are about to say all the way to Across the 50-yard 50 50 line. 50-yards in, in boots, in, in heels. In boots. So and this, if you've never chasséed across artificial turf to the 50-yard line. And then you have a three-minute routine with a minute kick line. And you, yes. I was dying. Girl. I don't know how I did it. Girl, we did it, though. Okay, so this, so that leads me to being a performer and you have to know how to dance to any type of music. I'm telling you, rock and roll, the second season, what we have, um, it was a whole bunch of rock and roll. Really? And like 80s and stuff because they wanted us to be versatile. They okay. wanted us to appeal to everybody, everybody. in the audience. Yeah, so, I yeah, mean, we, because again, 757 Hampton Roads, it is, a, you know, the largest naval base and all that stuff or whatever. And people were and That's excited. why they named us Destroyers. So that's exactly. So that's why, I mean, it was diverse. And yeah, was we did, diverse. we had to appeal to <clears throat> a lot of people. I mean, we even did country. Con- yeah. We did a little country J-Lo. Girl, shake it for me. Girl. And we had a little band. Yes. It was for um, October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you can't take nothing from that experience. Mm-hmm. It was everything. It was. So that leads me to how I really learned how to get into a heel and dance. In yes. A heel. So, so what started Desire okay, Dance? Okay. How did you start? How did you create it? Okay. Because we had to just take a little, you know, a little break. But yeah. So our second season when Tisha didn't come back, our coach upgraded the boots. Okay. So we went from like that little block heel, mm-hmm. it was maybe an inch or two, to now we went to like a three or four inch um 
slim heel. So it wasn't mm. quite a stiletto, mm. but it was a much slimmer where we had So y'all went a to NFL boots. Yes. Okay. And it was very difficult. And these were boot boots. These were not costume boots. These were not dance boots. Okay. These were the real thing. So that's how I learned how to really move in a heel. Because mm-hmm. now I'm in a four inch heel and I got a chasse 50 yards across artificial Ooh. turf. It was hard. Ooh. It was very hard. And then you had about a three-hour game. So you're doing sidelines. You're doing four 20-yard line dances. You're doing a halftime. And then at the end, I still got to meet and greet with fans. It was hard. Mm-hmm. So I that that's how we learn. All right? Put the boots on and go. Yes. So I learned how to, this is how I need to shift my weight. This is I need to dance on the balls of my feet. Mm-hmm. Like you really had to figure out how to get into those boots. And once I figured out, I was like, cool. My feet were dying by the end of the game, mm-hmm. but I did it. Mm-hmm. So, and if you ever dance on artificial turf and heels, then you know what I'm yeah. talking about. It's yeah. it's not. It's not like a bed of roses, believe <clears throat> me. So that's how I really, really learned. So after that experience, because... After two seasons, that team, that organization was done. I think they had a lot of financial issues. Yes. So what I heard was Marty Schottenheimer, the coach, had sued them for like $1.2 million. Yeah, people were not getting paid. People weren't getting paid and all of that stuff. But that's that's one thing that I can say because it's like if the players weren't getting paid, the coaches weren't getting paid, at least the cheerleaders weren't getting paid. Honey, but we were putting out so much money Yeah, <laughs> for hair, nails, you know, you know, personal things. You need to make sure you look good for the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. But um, so after that happened, I went back to just doing the semi-pro mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. So um, for a long time, we were just practicing at Mount Trashmore or practicing at um, our, our captain's house, Kelly. Shout out to Kelly mm-hmm. and shout out to all the um, potlucks. So girl those potlucks but <laughs> so we were practice at her house and i was just tired of it i wanted to really give the girls a, the experience i had so we were shopping around for a um studio mm-hmm. so one of my um best best friends my sis tiffany was also on the team and i gave her the assignment find us a studio so she came across Bring the Noise Dance Studio that was um, in Shout Cypress Point. Shout out to Tiff and happy yes, birthday, happy Tiff. birthday. So she found that studio and met with uh, Miss Crystal. Mm-hmm. She was the owner. She had the space. And at that time, her studio wasn't doing too well. So, you know, she accepted us and was like, hey, hey here's the studio fee. And you ladies can practice here um, once a week. And blah, blah, blah. So I was like, cool. So at that time, like I said, I was a coach, director, choreographer, whatever you want to call it. I was paying $60 every Sunday to um, practice for three hours. Wow. Out of my own pocket. Oh, my okay. God. Yes, I didn't even know that. Yes. I didn't Nobody even know knew that, that because I was doing it just because I loved the for, team. For the art. You the know love what and coaches the art. do. When you, yeah. you have no idea yeah. what coaches, coaches do. They 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 take when more you a large it, responsibility girl, girls that don't people have don't even know uniforms. about it. You're short on your uniforms. You're short on your shoes. You you don't have ties. You don't have lashes. What do you think the coach is there for? Mm-hmm. They're there if it's a good coach. You know, if it's a committed coach, they're gonna have that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So 
that's what I did. I was paying for the studio space or whatever. There was a time we had the gym downtown, and they yeah. were letting us use their facility free of charge, but we were supposed to advertise, and we were supposed to come to events there and draw people in, basically like um, canvassing. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I didn't even know that we supposed to have did all of that. We were supposed to be doing all that, and I had about two girls to do dedicate themselves on Saturdays. Now, mind you, we're 20-something years old. You think on a Saturday I want to go to the gym and canvass you for members and stuff like that? See, no. I didn't know that. But that's what I we would, were supposed to do. Let me tell you, had I known that because I was dating a guy that was a trainer there, I oh, would have did it, but I yes, did not girl, know that. That's what we were that. supposed to do in exchange. For for them allowing us to use wow. that space. Oh, see it now. I really would have. So yeah. we lost the space because we weren't adding to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are supposed to help promote us mm-hmm. and get us memberships and things like that, but you're not. All you're mm. doing is using our space. Mm. Excuse me. So they that was a that was a done deal. Yeah. So back to bring the noise. So Miss Crystal allowed us in. She's charging us. <clears throat> I'm paying the fees or whatever. But, you know, my girls aren't showing up. This is all voluntary. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to have the passion and the drive to be on the team like what I was running. We're, we were all adults. We had relationship, relationships. Some had children. Mm-hmm. Everybody was working. Some yeah. were in college. So you have a lot of factors affecting whether or not you're showing up for practice. And there was really nothing keeping you there. Yeah. Okay. You weren't getting paid. Your uniforms weren't getting paid like for. Like you said, it was nothing. all out of passion. So I was losing girls left and right. And I was just basically fed up. Like I had been doing this for years and years. And I was just over it. I didn't feel appreciated. Um, A couple girls made me feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I was just over it. I was like, I want something of my own. That's mine. Mm -hmm. So I approached a studio owner that we found. And I said, hey, I want to teach a class. I was like, I want it to be a heels class. And she was like, what? A what? I said, I want to do heels. So I literally had to pull it up and show her the classes in L.A. Like, this is what I want to do. I want it to be sexy. I want it to be feminine. I want it to be sensual. And I want ladies to come here and have a release. And she was like, okay. She was like, "Um, when you want to start? And I was just like, dang, like, it was that easy. But she believed in me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I see how you conduct your practices. I see all that you have a passion for and you're talented. So, okay. So she was like, when do you want to start? We had did a little bogus contract and everything. The contract was completely bogus. It took her weeks to get me the contract. And she wanted half of everything. And Really? Um, she wanted half of everything. That included... Um, any money I made from class, any money that I made from anything, uh, merchandise, private, anything, merchandise, anything. She, and and wow. I signed that contract. Okay, so. but that's that's what happens again, like starting out and all that stuff, and not really having like a pro, like proper education on contracts and all of that stuff. Because had you know, you could have renegotiated a contract. I would have not signed that contract. So if I have any listeners. <laughs> That want to do a class, that Look, want to instruct the class. Number. <laughs> what advice do you have? <laughs> do not sign a contract that's obligating you to give half of your earnings back to the studio. Okay, so I signed that contract. Um, just 
ignorant. I just I didn't know. Yeah. I just wanted but to no, that's I just okay. wanted Bec- to dance. Yeah. I just wanted to yeah. dance. Yeah. So boom, we try we we signed the contract and class started. I, I found me somebody who who could do a logo for me, who could do the flyer, and I started pushing it. Yeah, I made I made a little page. I went to Facebook. I did a little Facebook boost for whatever it is, twenty dollars, and I got some ladies that were commenting and all this stuff. And mind you, um, I was the first Hills class to ever be in the seven in the seven by seven. So yes. um, so let's let's say that one more time. Jess's class, Desire Dance Series, was the first heels class in the 757. So it's it's February. It's Black History Month. It's <laughs> I historic. Love it. I love this. It's historic. <laughs> so um, I say this. I say that to say this. It was not easy. Because I was the first heels class, nobody knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. When I said heels, they said what? Heels, what's that? Like, nobody knew what heels meant. Now, mind you, it wasn't targeted toward dancers. Because dancers would have understood because they know classes in L.A. and New York. This was supposed to be... They was already following the yard, you know, the yard's marshal and all of that stuff. See, you know, we're dancers. We've been on that. I don't know what heels is, but it was targeted towards regular women that just wanted to come, feel sexy, learn to dance, and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, when I tell you, I, feet on the street. You ever heard yeah. that term? Yes. My feet was hitting the pavement Come and I was now. giving flyers out. Old school. I was hustling for this. Like, whatever. Yeah, I was posting on Instagram. Yeah, I was on Facebook. But I had my flyers in hand that I printed off from what? Uh, Guerrilla Vista, marketing. V- v- Vista print. V- yeah. Okay. Printed some down. Yes. Okay. And Good, I was like, that's that's the old school yeah, word of mouth. Yeah, you, you hitting the like, streets. Yeah. I was going to the little boutiques, leaving flyers and stuff, places I thought women who would be interested in that would come. Mm-hmm. So then we had kind of, um, okay, Word of mouth, like, okay, there's this class that teaches you kind of how to be sexy. We kind of dance to Beyonce and stuff. So when I first started, I never forget. I was so hurt because I had three students. It was my sister, and it was Crystal, and it was Farron. And we were dancing to Rihanna, Kiss It Better. I have the videos, the choreo's garbage, but, you know, I was just starting out. So you got to bring it back. Okay, I might have to bring that back. So um, I was so hurt. I was charging $5 a class at that time. So between the three of them, everybody paid. That's one thing. Anybody that came to support me that already knew me, they always paid. And Mm -hmm. I always respected that because they never expected to come to my class and not pay me because they knew that they were sowing a seed Mm -hmm. by giving me that five dollars because they believed in me and that meant so much more than i could ever so i need to start paying my ten dollars because i just she should don't pay when she comes i just be coming she be walking right by that little look she be be coming right by that little side of that but see have i ever have i ever approached about that she has not but let me tell you every tuesday when i end this i be like make sure you show up at a desire day but for real. But still, but still, no excuses. No but, excuses. But, and that, I wasn't saying that to say anything about you. No, I know I, you wasn't. I just had to put that yeah, out there. Yeah, I don't. Because I know. 
But I don't care about that. If you come in to dance, you come in to dance. Yeah. And I mean, you're a teacher. So come on. So anyway, so, but they always made it a point to pay because they wanted to show me they believed in what I was doing. Yes. Even my own sister mm-hmm. would pay me to take my class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I had the few students. I was so disappointed. I cried after class. Mm-hmm. I remember going to my car and crying. And Miss Crystal, as as unprofessional and messy as she was, <laughs> having me sign that fifty percent contract. She came to me. I was sitting in my car. She was like, "You you're going to do this, mm-hmm. and this is going to be big because you have the talent and you have the passion." She was like, "Don't give up. We're doing this every Friday." Because back then my class was every Friday. Mm-hmm. So. I was like, okay, and I push and I push, and every two, every sorry, every Friday back then, I did it. Crystal always came all the way from Hampton. She doesn't even live in Hampton. No, she I think lives she's in, in Yorktown. Yorktown. Crystal came. Farron came. My best friend Tiffany came. My sister came. Now, mind you, my sister had just had my niece mm-hmm. around that time. I be- I believe if I'm sorry, Rachel, if I might be a little. She been having me drinking wine, so. <laughs> Anyways, so um, my sister would come. Um, another one of my best friends, Didi, would come. You know what I'm saying? And she wasn't a dancer, but she just wanted to come mm-hmm. support me. So these were women that really, like, they stuck in my mind, like, wow, they believe in me and they're coming. And that was all I had in my class. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care. I was teaching, like, it was 500 people in the yes. room. Yes. I had a warm-up. We was going to stretch. Um, I, I had across the floor, and I had a routine. And I was hyping them up just like I do now. But for real, um, back then I wasn't ready for what I have now. Yeah, I know. I remember coming to um, one of the classes at Bring the Noise. I had brought my um, one of my sisters. It was her birthday. And it was just like, and I think we did Sierra, um, Body, Body Party. And it was just like, that was it for me. Like, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God, this is it. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I mean, because it's like I know how it was for me dancing in heels, you know, in a club. But to actually do choreography. It was a lot different. Yes, it was a lot different. And you're using muscles you don't know you have. You have to engage differently. And I I remember and I had came back and it was body. It was another one. I think I brought my best friend or maybe it was the same class or Mm -hmm. something or whatever. Shayna. And uh, yeah. So it was just like that right there, like literally solidified everything and what desire dance was mm-hmm. and was gonna be yes. because I mean even after after design you know bring the noise and all that stuff or whatever and you didn't have it anymore and all that stuff it was just like where am I gonna go right so what after, am I gonna do after a few months I was my first class started in November and I went November December January February and March so that was about five months of me having um, two to three students. I had a couple classes where ladies reached out. Um, one one lady in particular, um, she was on my team, mm-hmm. the the Redskins. She danced for me under my direction, and she was having a birthday, so she brought a bunch of her friends out. Like Tisha said, she had brought a bunch of her girls out, and then my best friend Tiffany had a birthday party there where she had brought a bunch of her girls out. So that's when I started 
thinking, wow, this could really be something. I could do birthday parties. I could do this. Private I could do this. Private sensation. lessons. Yeah. But at that time, it was just a baby, and I had no direction. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody who did anything like this. I didn't know how to conduct myself. I didn't know what fees I should be charging. I didn't know what should be included. I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It was all a trial and error for me. Um, and I had to learn my worth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my class was $5. But at that time, I'm thinking, well, I just wanted to be affordable. I just want people to come. I just want people to come. Just for like, being humble, y'all. I was like, I was like <laughs> and then eventually I smartened up. I smartened up quick. So, um, she started March, to be proud, y'all. <laughs> in March, in March, um, the studio closed. Like, um, Synergy, shout out to Synergy. I love Synergy because mm-hmm. they've been on the same journey as me. So, they were also at Bring the Noise, and I didn't really know them, but I had heard about them. Um, we were constantly trying to come up with ideas about how to market the studio. We were saying we should do an open house. We should give free classes. We need to draw more attention mm-hmm. to this studio to keep it going. Because at that point, we were charging five bucks a class and giving her, like I said, I had a few students. So out of the $20 I made, 50%, she was getting $10. Ten, yeah. And trust me, she was coming after me, coming after the calls and the emails that I owed her ten dollars, and really? I'm not joking. One class, one class, I had made um fifteen, and she she dead serious messaged you me, me that I owe her seven dollars and fifty cent, and I am not joking. Okay, she meant that when she meant fifty percent of everything. Oh. You know what? But but that's okay. Yeah. God didn't mean for me to stay there. He meant yeah. for me to start there. Exactly. Because but because <laughs> that made me mad as a bitch. I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh, that just made me mad. And mind you, this was a studio. It was a great start, but the the toilet wouldn't flush. Sometimes I found a couple roaches. Okay. The, the but the, you the, 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 the tiles in the floor was sliding. Yeah. Your heels was getting caught. You know, sometimes the little sound system didn't work. But shout out to Miss Crystal because she she sold a seed and believed in me enough to allow me to teach in her studio right, and that Crystal. was that was the start I needed yes for someone just to give me just give me the chance and to even learn about contracting exactly, exactly. yeah so um like I said five six months I'm teaching this class with you know two to five students with uh, an exception of the few groups I had that were there for a birthday mm-hmm. all right. But I kept it going because I knew this was something I wanted to do. I had that burning passion. Yes. I had that desire yes, yes, to yes, motivate yes. and to teach and to dance and to inspire women. Yes. So I was down for about two months after the studio closed. Miss mm-hmm. Crystal called myself and Synergy in on a Sunday. We thought she wanted to talk about marketing and strategizing about how to build this studio. Because we thought she had something great. No, she called us in to let us know she would close. Damn. Honey, I was so sad. I think a tear dropped. Mm. So that was the last time I saw Miss Crystal. I did send her a little email thanking her for the opportunity, but I never heard back from that. Um, I believe she moved back to New York or whatever. Okay. So I was just out for two months, and I really thought Desire Dance was over. Um I really did. I was calling around to studios. They were asking me for footage. They were asking me for a reel, and I would send it out. I would email it to them. 
Um, I had footage and they would never respond. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had one studio that they said, okay, perfect. And they sent me the contracts. I sent the contract back. I never heard back. Right. So Mm -hmm. I thought I had solidified something and I never heard back from them. So it was just like failure after failure after failure. So I'm thinking, why am I even doing this? And I talked to my mom and my mom was like, Jessica, is there even a market for this? You're not in New York. You're not in L.A. You're not even in D.C. This is Virginia Beach. Is there even a market for what Mm. you're trying to do? And I said, all right, Mom. And I hung up on her. Yeah. Hey, Mom. Love you. Yes, of (laughs) course. We love you. We definitely love you. But sometimes it can't, it does, it is like that. And sometimes it is like that from our own family. Because they're just trying to protect us. Yeah. They're trying to protect us. They don't want us to experience failure in their eyes. They don't want us to experience, like, you know, a no in their eyes and all that <clears> stuff <throat> or whatever. So what was it in you that made you just be like, no? Nah. Girl, to be honest, I'm glad I did not listen to my mom <laughs> on this particular topic. Okay, so I was just like, okay, talk to you later, mom. I hung up the phone. I just didn't want the negativity. So what made me keep going was... It wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. I kept my brain wouldn't stop thinking about desire. It was burning. It was. Ew. That's why it's called desire mm-hmm. dance because I just I needed to give this to people. Mm-hmm. I needed it, and it was on my mind. It was on my heart, and it just had to happen. Yeah, it was no stopping me. Yeah, and mind you, I worked full time, <laughs> and it wouldn't go away. So. um I just was canvassing studios. I didn't care. I was Googling studios, and I was calling the numbers. Mm -hmm. I was emailing the people. Nothing was going to stop me. So one person, um, her name is Regina. She is the owner of 757 Dance. Shout out to Regina. Yes. I called her. She didn't answer. And um, I left a little nice voicemail. Mm -hmm. So she ended up calling me back, and she was like, you know, very blunt. She's from New York, so you know how they do. <laughs> she was very, very blunt. So she was like, okay, um, what do you got? And I was like, well, I have a heels class. And she was like, you know, heels class. I was like, yeah, you know, we just like Beyonce pussycat dolls. Yes. You know, we get sexy. That's how I had to start describing. And you, and yes, because that's, I mean, literally, like the pussycat dolls, it's like kind of, really set the whole tone for the sexy heels, burlesque, sexual, all that stuff. For this millennium. Yes, I do. They had the little show Pop Stars. You remember? You remember? Robin Anton with Robin, the girl. Robin, legendary. Legendary. I'm getting to LA for real. Legendary. Okay, so let's go. So um, that's how I had to start describing my class because... When we say, oh, Desire Dance been the first Hills class, um, yeah, I say that, but it was hard. Mm-hmm. It's never easy being the first to anything because nobody knew what I was talking about and yeah. nobody wanted Hills to, class. What nobody is, wanted to do know, it. People wanted to know, like, what is Hills? What you dancing? Hills? Girl, oh, so you're a stripper? Like, is this pole? What yes. is it? Nobody wanted to do it. And you know how the 757 is. Nobody wants to do it until they see it pop. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, yeah, girl, seven, yep. girl, you go to that and tell me how it goes. Yep. I spend my $10 once you realize uh, it's 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 legit. 
So that's what I was going through, and it was a hard road. So um, I met with Regina, and she legit auditioned me. I met with her, and we had an interview. She was asking me questions. That, yes, I got off work. Um, I remember I drove down to the studio, and I had my backpack. Now, this was before Jayla, so I didn't have a, mm-hmm. a baby or anything. And I had my bag packed with my little desire outfit. And I remember I got to the studio, and I was like, hey, I'm Jess, you know. And I was like, can I change? So, girl... She saw she saw me change into a desire outfit, you know, the all black. Mm-hmm. Back the then fish. I was I was a little skinnier with before Jayla. So I had on some real scantily clad all black with my she was like, Oh, okay, you look hot. You look hot. I remember her <laughs> saying that. Said. Yes, girl. <laughs> I'm Regina. So I Aww. sat down and she was talking to me about my experience in the studio and everything like that. And she was just firing these questions at me. And you know me, I'm on my P's and Q's, so I'm boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm back mm-hmm. at her what's your experience what do you do what's this what's that what if you have this type of student what if you have that type of student what do you do what if? and she's just really on me now mind you when i went to miss crystal i just gave her an idea and she said okay so i'm not used to this so miss regina was literally preparing you Yes. So um, then she said okay let's so get up that's, and that's why 757 dance studio is still standing regina said let's get up teach me something Regina's a ballroom dancer, and she wanted me to to teach her heels. Wow. And she wanted me to teach her what I was going to do. So she said, okay, let's get up. Teach Ooh, me something. I got a new appreciation for Regina. I, I got up. I played my song. I forgot what it was, but I warmed her up. And then I started teaching a little routine. And she was like, hold on. How do you do that little body roll thing with your hip and sit your booty out? And I said, "Oh Lord!" Oh, and I kept showing her. And she was, and she, you know, I think she was just trying to see how I was yeah. gonna react. And I was just like, "Girl, just sit that hip out. Just act like you sitting in the chair and pop it out." She said, "Oh, okay." And she did it. Now she's a ballroom dancer. Yes, she doesn't dance like you yeah. Know. Sensual. Right. So she was like, okay. So when I really explained the body roll to her and she could get it, she was like, okay, I understood. She was like, I I understand what you're trying to do. She wanted to see if I could really instruct and get Mm. women to learn how to move their body. Mm. It's not just about showing choreography. You can show somebody anything, but can you teach them the mechanism behind doing the motion? Yes. So when I was like, girl, just sit that hip out. Just and you know me. I'm just being loud and all this. Yes. And it's just me and her in the room. Mm -hmm. But she needed to see me yes so you can't go into anything being all passive no you have to go in there being you big being, you can't go into stuff being humble jess we'll Which get into is, that you know what let me get to my question so being humble versus being proud okay like i said jess was the one who brought this topic up when i basically i was like i'm done being humble all of this stuff or whatever and jess was just like okay so humble versus being proud and i really really wanted to save this question when she came up here but i felt that with this is for my ladies it was 
something that needed to be talked about immediately with everybody that comes on this show and everything or with everybody that I come in contact with. So being humble versus being proud, what is your viewpoint on it and what do you feel like the <laughs> difference is? Because Jess did not agree. Jess, let me tell you, I went to, after I talked about being humble versus being proud, Jess listened to my podcast. She was like, listen, I listened to your podcast. I saw your little post. I don't agree with you. Yes. And that's why I like Jess because I've, I'm going to tell you for real, for real, because I don't like people that don't agree with me. And I don't care <laughs> if you like me or not. That's one thing but, about me. But I've always, like, when I tell you, it's like, seriously, with the relationship that you and I have created, when you come to me and tell me something, I'm just like, okay, what? What is it? And she does the same thing to me, though. <laughs> because when I tell you, girl, Tisha has told me some things about myself after class, what I do during class that I need to fix. And I take it and I implement it. Mm -hmm. Because that's important that you have people around you that's just not going to support you at any cost. Exactly. They're going to say, hey. This is what you need to change, and this is what you need to fix. And that's why I appreciate you. So when Jess tells me something like, oh, yeah, on your show, do this, or on your show, say this, or on your show, you need this person. I'm just like, all right. Right. I and she was taking notes. Person. So let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about being humble versus being proud. Yes. So like I said, um, after the little audition with Regina, she – she was like, okay, you have a slot. It was Mondays at 6 p.m. Like I said, I had um, three to three to five students Mondays at 6 p.m. I didn't even it, know you had Mondays. Mondays at 6 p.m. I still have the flyers in my phone. It wasn't really working. I upped my price to $10, boom, because um, now I was like, I'm just going for it, $10, boom. So I did that for a month. And Regina was way more engaged in what was happening in her studio than Miss Crystal. Miss Crystal's studio would go weeks without being mopped, without being swept, um, no toilet paper, no paper towels, things like that. So Miss Regina was way more engaged. So she saw my numbers weren't really working for Mondays mm -hmm. at 6. She said, I want to change your time slot to Tuesdays at 8.30. Mm. Now you got she desire did. dance, baby. She now you got desire on it, okay? So she said Tuesdays at 8.30. That's your new time slot. I was like, oh, Miss... I didn't call her Miss Regina. I was just like, Regina, that um, that's so late. She was like, but you have to think. Women are getting off from work. They got to get the kids settled. Mind you, I didn't have jail back then, so I didn't relate. But she was like, they got to get work, mm -hmm. kids, da, da, da. Tuesdays at 8.30 is your new time slot. Boom. Now, mind that you, I have been doing this for about a year almost before. Mm. A year or more before I really popped. I'm telling you, I was teaching to three to five students, but I didn't give up. What you see now on Instagram or my pictures or videos, that didn't happen till way after I started. So when you start something and it's slow, don't give up on it. Um, Ladies. Repeat that one more time. When you start something and it's slow and you don't see instant results, do not give up on it. Okay. Else I would not be where I'm at. I'm telling you, I had top five students in my classes. 
period. But I kept going. So um, being humble versus being proud. Me and Tisha disagreed on it because Tisha felt as though being humble was having a low opinion about yourself. But that's the defin that's the definition. I don't care though. what the definition but is. But but the thing about it is, it's just like with the definition of being humble. People always tell you, you need to be humble. You need to be humble. Humble yourself. And it's just like why? But I, but I think. I think I'm good, though, and I know I could be better. Why should I be humble? Why should I think lower and I know that I can be better than where I am I don't currently. think being humble is thinking lower mm -hmm. or less of yourself. I think it's having an understanding that um, you didn't start where you're at. Got you. You know what but I'm saying? I didn't start a class with 40 people. Mm -hmm. I started with two. Yeah. So when I say I'm humble, it's me reminding myself of what I came from mm -hmm. and how hard I had to work to be here right now. And when I was the first heels class, knowing that it was a struggle for mm -hmm. me. Trust me, I would have much rather been in heels class after there were already two or three mm -hmm. in the area. Because then people already would have had the culture and they would have been just been like, oh, it's heels. Mm -hmm. Cool, I want to try this choreographer out. But it wasn't like that for me. Nobody knew what I was doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like when I say I'm humble, I'm humble because when I walk into the studio and I see 20, 25, 30 girls in my class, it reminds me of where I came from and that I didn't always have this. So it gives me a higher appreciation Just, for the women that come and you're pay proud that $10. Now. You're I'm, proud now. <laughs> I'm proud of like, myself. You're proud now. Yes, but I'm me, proud of myself. But no, because me and you had a conversation on the phone. And I had called you because I was like, Jess, I'm about to record my podcast. I want you to be up here. It's versus, humble versus being proud. I'm going to have Isha. And I think you should be on this one. Jess was like, listen, I got some stuff going on, but I can still stick to my desired time. But it was like after you and I had that conversation, and it was just and when we basically was like, you explain your viewpoint, and I explained my viewpoint. And I was just saying how I don't think you're proud. I mean, you're humble. Okay. You shouldn't be humble. Because we view the word humble in a different way. Right. And, that, and that's I'm okay. Looking, because I'm looking at humble as the actual definition. And people look at humble as what they have created humble to be. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I look at humble as the physical Webster definition, the Oxford definition of it. And people basically has taken humble and basically created but their isn't own that, definition. Isn't that what being a person is about? You you take things that you read about, you hear That's about, true. you take it and you process it in your own exactly. way. But I meet how I feel in my life right now. I don't want to be humble anymore. Okay. I don't want to be humble anymore because I felt like humble has kept me at a position where I feel like maybe this is just good enough. But that's okay to interpret things differently and agree to disagree. Because right. to me, I think everybody needs a piece of humility inside of them. Humility? Yes. Okay. Humility? So, yes. Okay. Humble? Nope. It's just but that's my opinion. That's my but that's my opinion, y'all. And that's is that's my opinion. That's right. how I feel. I'm not telling y'all that don't well, cause don't be humble. 
<laughs> don't be humble because at the end of don't be arrogant and think that you're better because like I tell people although I'm not humble I don't think I'm better than anybody right I don't think I'm better than nobody I don't but Tisha I think you are humble because you posted something on Facebook talking about how your mom was a um, teen mom mm-hmm. how uh, she was in the park mm-hmm. and you started talking about how um, you know where you are today, mm-hmm. like college educated, mm-hmm. hard working, everything like that. That's you being humble. You're recognizing where you started from yeah. to today. Right. But I feel like that's recognizing because, again, those were projections. Mm-hmm. Like, because my mom was a teen mom, because we're from the projects, you, you're you not going to, like, why? Because my mom got accepted in Virginia State and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and they like, nah, you a you a teen mama. Why you want to go to college? You mm. a t- you a mom with two kids. Why why is buying a house? My mom wanted to buy a house, mm-hmm. and people told her no mm-hmm. because you're getting help. Mm. You're getting you're you're getting help. People pay helping you pay your bills. Why you want a house? People make my mom feel humble. People make my mom feel humble, and she wanted a better life. Mm -hmm. But people make my mom feel humble. So stay in your park house where Mm. you only pay a little bit of rent. Okay. Where you don't have to worry about it. You should be grateful. You should be grateful. So because my mom had to be humble and on everybody else's level. And expectations. People, my mama could have had a different life for us. We could have afforded dance classes and all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You said my mom couldn't afford dance classes. No, because she was a single mother of three. Exactly. Exactly. My mom too. But my mom, but I had people in my life that saw me. Mm-hmm. That saw me, mm-hmm. this little girl with so much fire and mm-hmm. vibrant and all that stuff or whatever. You know what? I'm going to take her to dance class with me. I remember Sharon Davidson Cook. I owe everything. And I don't want to get emotional about it. But it's okay. I owe everything to this woman. Not only my mom, but I owe Why? everything to this woman. Because she saw me. When? I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to dance. Mm-hmm. She would take me to hurrah players. Mm-hmm. Anybody who know what hurrah players is, those are the people that go to Broadway, mm-hmm. go to LA, go she to New She sold York. a seed into you. Exactly. Exactly. Why you? Why does it make you emotional? Because it's just like she saw me for who I was. Mm-hmm. She knew that this girl is a star. Mm-hmm. This girl can dance. She can do whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and what and she took she took me under her wing, mm-hmm. and she was just like, "I'm gonna take you to dance class." I never been to a dance class. Mm. I'm used to the I'm used to being a girl outside in a pot in a hood, pop lock and dropping it. Girl, pop lock and dropping, hey, pop lock and dropping what with the I mean literally with the boom mm. box outside with the boom. Girl, box. I used to be outside when I was a little girl dancing and the boys the men would give me dollars my mom (laughs) had to tell them to stop giving me dollars because they were she didn't want them to give me the wrong mind frame and my mom probably doesn't even know I remember that but they used to give me money because they thought I was cute and I Mm -hmm. could dance so we would be outside burn burn neck lakes (laughs) 
bird neck lace out there going toward the ocean front yeah. dancing and all this stuff but they thought I was cute this little girl so they would give me money mm-hmm. and my mom had to stop them from doing that no. because they was like no that's not what I want my baby girl mm-hmm. to think that's what she has to do but um this is real and I love yes. this. Girl, I ain't you girl. Shit, Ooh. bitch. You Oprah, bitch, you made me cry on my own podcast. <laughs> but yes. But she saw me and I started going to and that's how like I auditioned for govern you know, the governor's art and program and all that. And now I understand. I didn't make it. I understand you better about your view of being humble and being proud. Because people try to humble you and mm-hmm. make you feel lower. Exactly. Because they don't appreciate you thinking so highly of yourself. Exactly. And I don't, I don't want anybody to get it twisted. I don't believe being humble means you think low of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should be proud and confident. And that's what Desire Dance is supposed to instill in these women. See, I feel like God really put a calling on me to give women the confidence and self-esteem that they don't have right i grew up around women my mother number one and you have my queen my two sisters yeah my aunts um my grandmother mm-hmm. i had all these strong women influential around me women they were constantly feeding into me now don't get it twisted i have insecurities of mm-hmm. course but i constantly had women building me you know what I'm saying? And what me are know. some of your insecurities? <laughs> Not being good enough. Mm. Feeling like um, I'm never good enough. Um, I'm not going to make it. Why am I doing this? Just the other week, um, I think we were doing Trey songs. It was a song called Top Ten. At the end of class, everybody was gone. I think it was just me, Angel, Farron, Monty. Um, Katie, and a few of the Synergy girls. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get a video because I wanted to post, and I couldn't complete the routine. And I was just like, I choreographed this. Why can I not do this routine on camera? And I just felt so disappointed in myself. And I kept watching but the like tape. But like you told I looked me, yourself, a mess. you be tired because you're instructing. You're already giving off that energy. Mm-hmm. Because as, a, as an instructor... That energy on you because mm-hmm. you have to pour energy into other people. Mm-hmm. They're, you know what I mean. They're taken away. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean. You have to pour into other people. All right, y'all. One, two, three. Yeah. Come on from the top and yeah. all that stuff so, or whatever. So that insecurity is definitely a big thing. It's not being good enough. But it's funny because out of my whole dance life, I believe I only didn't make two auditions. One was the NFL. Washington Redskins, and the other one was the governor's school when I tried to go there for yes. high school. And I remember you going to the, like, from Virginia Beach to D.C. Right. to the prep I was there every week because I was a um, Redskins tri- cheerleader trainee, and they have a program that they do. Um, so you, you have and to that pay was one for of my it. You have to so apply talk, for it. So, so those women who want to professionally like nba nfl like what is it explain and go through your process as far as what that is like (laughs) and the expectations so let's just get into the realness of it first of all you need to look good okay period all right look come on now I, i don't care what anybody tells you you need to look good 
soul, whatever that means. So that, that hair. Va- so that vein, that vanity and all of that stuff, body, makeup, hair, hair nails, feet, all of that it's stuff. It's a huge, huge part exactly. of the audition process. So getting the hair. Girl, get that hair together. Get the eyebrows. The makeup needs to look professional. The proper earrings. Having the studs, no hoops like this, you know, making sure you have the proper tights, the sheer to waist tights. I've been seeing some granny tights in Desire Dance, but I recognize, you know, it's okay. It's just a class. Hooters. Hooters tights. Um, Making sure you have the right attire. Um, Being professional. When they say professional cheerleading and professional dance, they mean across the board. Punctual. It means being on time. It means knowing how to talk to people. It means you're not cussing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Stuff like that. It means you're ready. Because they look at everything. They look they at your look Instagram. At every, they look at your at Facebook. Instagram. All of that stuff. So Facebook. if you know, although you, you might could be the best dancer in the world and all that stuff, but if they feel like you don't fit in with their mold as far as who you are social media-wise... There was a cheerleader that got fired because of a lingerie photo she posted. I forgot what team it was, but it was a lot of controversy. And her argument was, our team uniform shows more and reveals more than that lingerie picture I posted on my Instagram. And they fired her. See, when you get the professional cheerleading, um, there is a contract you have to sign. There are a lot of rules and regulations, you know, about fraternizing. You can't breach your contract, y'all. Things you do or do not do. It's just like having a job. Mm -hmm. It's just, it is a job. So when they say professional, they just mean across the board. So my advice would be not to give up. First of all, it's to get in shape. Put down the wine. Put down the liquor, put down the Hennessy, put down the Ciroc, whatever you like to drink, because that's nothing but liquid calories that's mm-hmm. gonna blow you, and it's so much, so much sucking in you can do. So put, put, you need to get a clean diet. You need to look good, okay. When you go to anything that involves that dance team that you want to be on, you need to look the part, full makeup, hair, outfit, not no black sports bra and black shorts, no. Have something yeah. that stands because were you getting your stuff made, or you were ordering Ooh, your I stuff? Spent so much money on those uniforms. No, girl. because I mean, Ooh. because I mean, the expectations. Expect- you have to stand out. You don't. They don't understand how many girls are there. And people talk about claustrophobic and all of that stuff, and you don't understand that you have and, to and stand be advised. You out. have to go in there strong because I would go to just a prep class. And you're going in there with girls who want it a hundred times more than you. Hmm. They don't care about stepping in front of you Mm-mm. to get to see that choreographer. I dare you to ask them to move. You better be prepared. Okay? You better be prepared. And you better be prepared to go in there and do what you need to do. Because nobody's going to do it for you. No. All right? Don't be afraid to ask questions. Ask questions. Exactly. That's, That's fine. Yep. I like when people ask questions in dance class that I haven't already answered, though. Is it? Come so on if now. if I say this is on 2-3, and then you say, Jess, is this on 2-3? I just said that. Right. So make Listen. sure if you are in an audition process, do not ask questions that they have already answered. Because to them, if you're you not look listening. like you're slowing down the process. Right. So all they're going to think in practice is, she's going to hold us back. Mm-hmm. 
It doesn't and you matter. Don't be it's, that it's, it's a full picture. She's gonna hold us back. She doesn't listen. I just answered that. Why did she just ask that again? So you have to be. This is for ladies that want to go professional. Yes. you know what I'm saying. And that's, not ladies yes. just want to come to my class and have fun. That's not what we're talking about. So don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Um. So when you're going, when you're in that environment, these girls are serious. Do your homework. Look at the girls on the team. Look at their uniform. Look what kind of tricks. Do they Study do stunts? Them. Study do they them. do leaps? Do they do turns? Are they uh, um, hip-hop? Mm-hmm. Okay, is their choreography intricate? Study Look them, at their y'all. musicality. Is this the palm squad? Or do they do everything? What do you need to have? Like, always going into, like, approach your audition. Have that grandja tag. That double turn. Come on now. Okay. And Have a good bot mod. Come on. The, see, if you don't understand what she's talking about, are dance words, dance vocabulary, okay? You need to have that. You might not be able to do all the extra stuff, fuetes and all that stuff, <laughs> switch leap. You might not have maybe advanced dance skills, but, but it's go important. on having the basic understanding of these dance skills. So, ladies... Basic understanding and confidence. And that's what I also wanted to talk about was confidence as far as my question. Here we go. Let's talk about that. Building confidence through the act of performing. Okay. So building confidence. Um, You have to get out of your own head stop worrying about what other people are going to think about you and worry about what you think about yourself that was a big thing for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I always I never wanted people to think that um I thought I was better than anybody I never wanted people to think that I thought I was too good so I always went around kind of just like holding back like you know kind of being being humble humble. Mm -hmm. so (laughs) So, you know, get out of that. So that's why I love after class when I go into groups and we can watch each other. Mm-hmm. And you can see that's the confidence. That's my favorite part. Yes, you can see the confidence burning off yes. of these women. Yes, yes, And I'm yes. in the front just like, yes, because one thing about me, I can feel people's energies. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's the weirdest thing, but I can automatically know when someone's like up or down. Mm-hmm. And that's not even just dance. When I'm out working in the mm-hmm. office, I can, I'll be like, what happened? But What's I, wrong with you? You're that person, though. Like, I'm telling you, it's not too, like, this is for my ladies, but there's not too many ladies and women that I can come in contact with and I just be like, oh my God, I love her to death. Oh. And with you, it's just like outside of just dance and just outside. Because Jess is, like you said, I'm a realist. You're a realist. Jess is the type of person to be like, "Uh uh-uh, that look a mess. (laughs) And she's not going to make you feel bad about it. And you're not one of those shady type of people that be like, uh, you be like, uh. Girl, because I was on a team and they used to break us up in groups. And I used to look out and they used to be like, like whispering toward each other and I knew you were talking about me and um I'm not mentioning your name <laughs> but um I knew you you know you were talking about me or whatever but it's like 
I would never make another woman feel like I feel less than exactly. I would never, and that's never, why I appreciate. That's why it's just like if if I know I'm I'm fucking up. Let me and know. just tell me. It's just and let like, me know how to yeah, fix it. Exactly. And that's what you do. And you don't ever do it in a ridiculing way. Thank you. You don't you never do it in a ridiculing way. You always do it in a teaching and a coaching moment. Thank you. And that's what and I think that's what is just like why I attract myself to you and why I love you. Like I genuinely love you because it's teaching and it's coachable. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh no bitch. No. Right. That's not how that, you do it. Right. You look a mess. No. You don't make a person feel bad about it. And that's why I never want to do that mm-hmm. in my class. Um, just to be honest, when you're going to like these professional workshops, NFL, NBA, like I said, a lot of it is which about you have attended. So how she you had, look? So let, let, ladies, let me stop real quick because she has been to these prep classes for the NFL and all that stuff or whatever. So if she's telling you something, it's it's literally constructive criticism that somebody would else would tell you. It's not just like, oh no, oh no, no, no. She's picking up those type of those professionalism the, 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 mechanics the. of it. So when you go in, a lot of times I did feel like you know you're being looked up and down. I would try to make conversation, and the girls would be like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And like you know, ball their face up at me, and I just used to feel like, okay, wow, okay, nobody's here to be friendly. Everybody's here, you know. I would kind of see the clicks or whatever, and this is my experience. Mm-hmm. Everybody's experience is different, okay. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was mine, so I had those feelings of okay, dang, like, all right, cool. So let me just come here. Everybody's for business. I did kind of meet a couple girls who were very sweet to me, mm-hmm. very welcoming to me. So you're gonna get different ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. okay so and this is not to scare anybody i'm just sharing what i experienced and this is what what is what what happens because there are women who are standoffish right there are women who are who don't want to talk to you right and you try to be friendly spark up a conversation it's just not gonna go that way so that's when you have to put your big girl panties on and be like look i'm alone in this thing Mm -hmm. nobody's here to befriend me nobody's here to be friendly i'm competition and you do what you need to do so my advice is to be sure of what you want to Mm -hmm. do and focus on you and what you need to do and work for it see um I wasn't working hard enough. And I can admit that my body wasn't in the best of shape. Yeah, I was lighter. I weighed less. But you need to be tight and right. <laughs> That's true. Okay. No skinny fat. Because they talk about that skinny fat. Mm-hmm. It's such thing as skinny fat. You can be small, but then you still got the little loose skin that jiggles. Nobody wants, they don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just be aware of things you want to do. It will be very crowded. So you have to get out of your own head that you you want space. You want to be able to move freely. You won't. You might crash into somebody. I went to Yanis Marshall class that was 
clearly over. Yes. And, over. And again, so. Talk, and also after that, so ex- I, I want you to talk about your experiences with Yanis Marshall and also um, Aisha Francis because you have went to those classes. You've mm-hmm. also opened it up for other women to go. So talk about those experiences and then also basically just the experience in general and how women can overcome that. And as far as understanding the professionalism in it, because some people are just like, oh, I don't like to be around a lot of people. I don't okay. want to be there and all that stuff. But that's what you're going to get when you're that's go what you're out for get. the professional auditions and in the pro- pro- professional world. So so my experience with um, Yanis Marshall class, he went to, he was teaching in D.C. It was at a um, studio that had no mirrors, so that's number one. So you know us dancers, we love a mirror, honey. Come on now. I want it from the top to the Come bottom. Come on now. I we want to see, see ourselves. I want to see. Okay, no mirror, honey. So that was a struggle in itself. So I was like, okay, that's perfect for training, though. Because when you hit the stage, it's no big mirror in front of you. It's nothing in front you of you. You have a you and big an ass light in front of you. Light. You cannot see anything but a light and blackness. Mm-hmm. But I love that. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so I went to the <coughs> class, and his his class is definitely like a master class. You need to come in knowing how to dance. Mm. And he, my experience was, um, he was just going to teach us his choreography. Um, there was no real breakdown of um, technique or um, mechanics. Mm. Okay, so you need to kind of come in um, knowing. knowing your basic jazz, knowing, knowing, knowing those things. So we came in. Um, room was packed. You know, everybody's kind of talking to the people that they came with, and he just kind of motions for everybody to stand up. Because mm-hmm. we're sitting down on the ground waiting for class to start. And he just kind of motions his hand to stand up. Doesn't say a word. Because he speaks French, right? He speaks English as well. Okay. So he just motions for everybody to get up. So I'm like, okay, cool. We get up. And I might, we're so tight. It's just tight in there. And um, the music cuts on. And we just start. He starts doing, you know, your crunches. You got to engage that core. You start doing some jumping jacks. You start doing some high knees. Because at this point, this is what warming up is. So when I say warm up, you just don't start stretching. Warm up your body. Get your blood flowing. That's what Mm -hmm. he's doing. Um, So we're doing all this. And then we start stretching. So the music is just playing. And we're following along with his assistant. Because his assistant was leading us. So once we were done warming up... He, you know, he says a few words or whatever, and then he starts teaching the choreography. And I never forget it was to Britney Spears featuring um, Tanache. Uh, what was that song called? Was it Birthday Party or something like that? Slumber Party. Slumber Party. So he starts teaching that, and um, girl, it it just was what it was. Girl, that class was so packed, no mirror. I'm not going to lie. It was hard for me. Mm -hmm. It was. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling. And I was there with my girl, Crystal. And, honey, we paid for the jazz class and the heels class and spent about $80, $90 for that workshop. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's another thing. You invest money into your Invest in your... Invest money in your craft. Set those coins aside. Invest you know money in your craft. Set those coins aside. And, and, and it might feel like a lot of money. But but invest you're investing in, it, in it, yourself. An investment an beats out anything. It beats out a night in the club, right? 
It beats out a night j- liquid calories. And I I <laughs> love watching Yannis Marshall and his assistant dance. At one point, I just put my phone down and I just had to watch. Watch and be in that Get moment. Get out of that phone. Be in that moment. And what they post on Instagram is nothing compared to when you watch them in person. And I'm telling you that. You think you see something on Instagram? Watch them dance in person. Mm-hmm. Because if you pay attention, your videos only give 50% of the energy. Mm-hmm. Think about how you feel when you perform in class. You feel like you're giving 100. But when you watch the video back, it's like, you can I'm not going as hard as you I can thought I was. everything that you did wrong. You'd be like, I don't even want to post that. Right. So his energy, everything. And he would dance. He was like, just watch. Just watch me. And he would um, have us watch him. And But he, he made little comments like, you know, come on. This is just basic jazz moves. This is basic. So, you know, it was like a master class. And that's what that means. They are teaching to dancers and you already know. Mm-hmm. So you are picking it up. So my experience with Aisha Francis was a <laughs> lot different. How was that? What oh, was, I love her. Explain the difference. She between, is the yeah. be, my best friend of my head. Yes. So she was very warm, very welcoming. Like I said in the beginning of Yannis Marshall class, he motioned for us to just stand up, didn't say much. Okay. Aisha Francis, she comes in. You know, we're all there. She comes in the door. She's smiling and everything. And she does like a roll call. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I want just want to make sure everybody is here. So first off, I just mm-hmm. love that. Like, you want to make because sure you know I'm my, here. Because now you know my name. So when I'm giving it to you, yes, oh. Jess. So when she calls yes, Jessica, I'm like, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know they do a little giggle because you know I'm mm-hmm. you know, extra or whatever. So she just does her little roll call to make sure everybody's there that paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She want to make sure you, you paid for this. I need to make sure you here. Yeah, I appreciated that. So um, then we just start off. She gives us a little talk. She's always smiling and she's always got this um demeanor about herself that's like confident and sensual. I'm like, you just walking and talking, but how are you doing this? All sexy, like yeah. So it's just like automatically, like oh, I'm just engaged and I want to be able to do this. Girl, I'm in the front row. I don't care. And I was pregnant at that time, and nobody knew. So Jess and my like Jess and Masters is like the Beyonce of pregnancies. I lied to you, not girl. I was there, but I appreciate that. But we're getting to that. But go ahead. Yes, I was there, pregnant and all, and I didn't care because I wanted to learn. So first, she just taught us like the basic walks and how to walk, making sure your your um, feet are turned out. So if you've never taken a ballet class, the first thing you learn is first position turn out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. So if you don't have that, it it can be a little difficult because it's gonna feel awkward to mm-hmm. turn to walk with your toes to the corners. Mm-hmm. Okay, because most of us want to walk in parallel okay with our feet going straight ahead so she went over that and she also went over um like a lot of hair whips that you see her doing and she taught us how um take your chin kind of to your shoulder and even like today it's awkward for me but when she explained it it made so much sense so that's the difference between like a choreographer and an instructor because an instructor is going to teach you the technique and the mechanisms and how to do things. Mm -hmm. A choreographer is just going to 
teach you basic moves. Teach you moves to a routine that exactly. they made up. Okay, so she was literally an instructor, mm. and she's breaking everything down. She's breaking it down. She gave us an acl- across the floor um, routine mm-hmm. that we went um, across the floor, corner to corner, and groups of two. Mm. Okay, so everybody can see you. Mm. So you're going, and this class was packed, and it's two by two, and she didn't care. She wanted to be able to see you. Oh, I appreciate that. So she's walking in between you guys, and she's, you know, okay, looking, looking, and she's motivating, she's engaged, and I love that. Um, then we learned a routine, and she took her time with the routine. She didn't try to rush to teach us a full routine because she taught the routine to Jamie Foxx, Can I Take You Home? Is it Can I Take You Home? I think it was a Jamie Foxx, Can I Take You Home? No, it wasn't Can I Take You Home. We'll find out. I'm lying. But anyway, it was a full routine that she had posted. If you follow her, mm-hmm. you'll know her um, routines. So I I has, I saw the routine online. Mm-hmm. So when she stopped teaching it, I knew that wasn't the full routine. Um, it is Can I Take You Home? It wasn't the full routine, but that was okay because she wanted the class to understand what she was teaching. And get it. Yeah. She didn't just want to cram the choreography yeah. in just to say that, oh, I taught a whole full routine. Yeah. And that was an important lesson to me because no matter how much I choreograph at home, when I get to class and I see, hmm, we're not going to make it. Because I see you do I that stop. in class. I see you do that in class. And you're just like, all right, ladies, we're just going to stop here. And you're not be like, ah, oh, keep going. She should be wanting everything. I be wanting everything because, but then, but as an instructor, as you said, you know, like, okay, this is enough. Do this, and I need you because to I want I want my it. desired dancers to understand what they're doing. I just don't want to cram choreography in there just to say I did it. Mm-hmm. If if we only learn thirty seconds of the routine, I want that to be the best thirty, 30 seconds, seconds that yes. you can give Own me. Own that thirty seconds. I don't want to give you a minute and then the last thirty seconds are trash just because I crammed that to you. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I was like, wow, she didn't teach the whole routine, but I still had an amazing time and I learned. Mm-hmm. And then one thing I kind of had to implement in my classes, um, she. Her and Yana showed us the routine over and over. They said, just watch. Sit down and watch me. Mm. And I don't know why I have a problem doing that. I don't know. Because it's my choreography. But I always feel like, oh, it's not about me. It's not about Mm -hmm. me. And I never want to feel like, because we have had a coach that we felt was just a show off. Yeah. So every time she choreographed something, she'd be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And she would do it, and then we all looked around at each other and rolled our eyes mm-hmm. because we felt like she was just a show off. Yep. It's like it was annoying, and it was it made us feel like okay. So I never wanted my students to feel like okay, okay, why is Jess just showing off? We know she can do it, but you know, me, you had a conversation about that, mm-hmm. and the conversation was sometimes we have to see that confidence that sensuality and that's what i realized we have to, like that energy that you give off we because i know for me mm-hmm. when i watch you i'm just be like oh my god okay so uh, when i do this 
I need to slow mm, it down mm, mm. because I'm rushing. I'm just trying to get there. You know, it's just like, but when we see, like, when you be like, all right, just watch me. Mm-hmm. Watch me because y'all are rushing. Y'all just trying to get through the moves. and the, No, watch me. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing the faces because with shoot with, with Desire Dance, and I real briefly, so when Jess had went on maternity leave, when I tell you, like, I am so grateful for the experience, like, I am so thankful. When she went on maternity leave, she asked three people to basically... Take I, over. To take over. I need you ladies to step in and do what I do and all of that stuff or whatever. And she and tr- she trusted us. Mm-hmm. She trusted us to make sure that, you know, we deliver. And it's just like I always knew I wanted to teach a class. I wanted to teach a heels class and all that stuff. And when she asked me, I'm like, I got some. I felt like I had some big shoes to fill. I really, really felt like I had some big shoes. I did. I really felt like I had some big shoes to fill. So it's like I took every song, I took it so serious. Like Mm -hmm. I really. And I knew you would. I have to invest in this time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when you asked me, so ladies, on the 26th. Guess who's coming back? On the 26th, I am teaching a desire dance class. We won't tell them what you're teaching yet. They just gonna have to stay tuned. Stay tuned. But it's just like even still, I had that same feeling like, oh my god, I gotta do this. And and when you told me that night, I started. Girl, yeah. And you know, it's the 20. It's only whatever, like the fourth. So so let's go back to Aisha Francis. Yes, let's go back. So like I was saying, she didn't try to cram the whole routine. She wanted us to understand what she was doing. And if she ran out of time, she ran out of time. But whatever, however much of that choreography we learned, she was going to make sure she taught that you were to the yeah. best of her ability, and we were going to do it to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. And she didn't care about cramming a full routine. Mm. And I appreciated that. I, I appreciated I, I, that. And I love, because she responds, like, every time I message her on, and I comment, yes. she messaged me back. Yes. And she like, girl, she had, like, one of my videos, girl, and I thought I made it. Yeah, because you have made it. You have made it. I you have you. made it. Desire Dance has Thank made you. it. So it has made it. Just like you. for real, for real. <laughs> Desire Dance is everything to me. That's Thank why you. I don't mind every Tuesday. Tisha the Diva. Make sure you check out Desire Dance. Every, before I go, that's like the fucking sound off. Girl, I love it. <laughs> but yes. for real, it's like. I want to, you know, I was I was pregnant, so I really did take a step back from recording myself, take a step back from the photo shoots, take a step back from the promo because, you know, pregnancy is hard. Yes. And ladies, stop lying to so your friends. The, so my question, your rec- you recently became a mom, mother. How has balancing your time with motherhood, building your brand, and working a full-time job affect you as a woman. Okay. Whew. All right. So the day after I found out I got pregnant, honey, I was lit, lit, lit on the beach POC for Polly D's 
uh, summer bash, honey. I was lit, <laughs> girl. I had about three buckets. I was in this chocolate brown lace-up swimsuit. Yeah. Girl, I thought I was doing it. The yeah. next day, I found out I was pregnant. My husband was like, asked me about did I stop my period or whatever. And I was like, why do you keep asking me about that? Because I have already So wait had- a minute. So Jess here, not only her pregnancy... But she did not tell anybody she was pregnant. I mean, she was married, okay? And I love that. Because some some things are just for you and the people that exactly. are close to you. It deserve to know. But I knew she was... know the difference between somebody who's being nosy mm-hmm. and somebody that cares. And I knew she was pregnant that night we was at Anyways, Desire we'll Dance. Get, we'll but get I ain't to say it. nothing. So <laughs> I, I, the day after the little poly... Paulie D thing where he was on the beach POC and I'm getting all these buckets and turned up dancing with everybody girl. So um, the next day he had brought me a pregnancy. I'm like why is he bringing me this pregnancy test? Because a brief know. history. Um, no I wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant according to my doctor. Really? Right. So um, I had been to the doctor and I wasn't supposed to be able to conceive and all these things because of some tests that they did and blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, oh, we're about to just, you know, kind of live it up because I'm not supposed to be able to get pregnant. Shayla is a miracle baby. Girl, so next thing I know, about a year after she gave me this news that I wasn't supposed to be able to conceive naturally, I would basically have to go through some type of in, in vitro. vitro or something like that. And when I first found out the news, I was devastated because the worst thing... As a woman. As a woman. As a woman. I can't conceive. I as can't a give woman, my yeah. husband a child. That was devastating for me. But my husband told me, he was like, you know, you don't know the plans God has for us. And, you know, that did a lot for me. So let's fast forward. So then I found out I was pregnant. Um, when I first took the pregnancy test, I thought it was negative. It was one line. But for some reason, I didn't throw the test away. I, I laid it on the sink. Mm. So when I came back to the bathroom, however long later, girl, it was two lines. And I told him I was pregnant. He didn't believe me. And I was like, no, I'm pregnant. Because I had been having really irregular periods. Ooh. So I would have a period, and then I wouldn't go for two, three months. And that was normal for mm-hmm. my, that was my normal. Mm-hmm. So when I didn't have a period for a few months, it didn't mean anything to me. Because that was how I was used to my body. Yeah. I, I wasn't regular. I didn't have a monthly yeah. cycle. But I think he knew. So then we found out we were pregnant, and boom. So, of course, I'm just, at this point, to be honest, I'm just kind of devastated. Yeah. Because all I'm thinking about is I'm turning 30 next year. I got this girl tr- international girls trip planned. Yes. I got Desire Dance taking off. I'm, I want to stay snatched. Like, all those kind of, you know, superficial reasons for Women not wanting to have a baby. Have a baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is going to be expensive. All these things. Um, that was my initial reaction. I did not get attached to Jayla until I saw the heartbeat. That will change your whole entire life. Aww. When I saw her heart beating and I cried. And she was she was like, you know, however small. Yeah. But I could see that heart moving. And I was like, wow, like God saw fit that he wanted me to carry be a, a mother, life. To and be a yeah. To me, there is no greater accomplishment than me being able to carry a life, my daughter, my baby. Like, I walked around for nine months 
with a human growing inside, inside of, of you. Yes. That I never thought yes. would happen according to my yes. doctor. That wasn't supposed to happen yeah. to me. Yeah. So it's like um, I became attached to her um, in the kind of superficial um, faded away. It kind of faded away. Yeah. Yes, it was hard to see my body change when I started the waistline started getting thicker, girl. It started to get hard because, <laughs> mind you, I'm used to going to dance class and nothing. Come on now, you know. Jess is. <laughs> I'm Jess. I do makeup and I have these triple D's. <laughs> what? Girl, they went to an I <laughs> and I. Yes, you heard oh, me correctly. What, an and I? an I. Oh my god. Okay, so it'll. With a put out an ad. <laughs> yes, and I, if you were wondering, when you see me in class, they're real. And yes, they came from breastfeeding and being pregnant. Yeah. So it was hard to see my body change. And, you know, girl, get those stretch marks, get that loose skin, especially from, you know, we was cheerleaders and wearing these two-piece uniforms. And I'm not used to having a weight problem. So it was hard. Mm-hmm. I had, I had, um, a lot of depression. Mm. Like nobody on the outside would know, but yeah. inside, girl, it was hard. It was a so struggle. I would cry any drop of a dime. You know, my work suffered. I didn't want to be at work. I was so tired all the time. And then, like I said, um, Jayla's growing. My waistline is expanding. My breasts were getting huge. And then after I had her, the moment I saw her, I pulled her out, actually. So, you did? Mm-hmm, I pulled her out and I pulled her to my chest, and girl, I was just crying. You was at the hospital? Mm-hmm. And you just went ahead and, like, nah, let so me do the So, they had to. Um, so, what happened was um, my doctor felt like my placenta was failing prematurely. Mm-hmm. So, you ladies know what the placenta mm-hmm. is. Yes, it yes, gets yes. all yes, the yes, nutrients yes. and everything to the baby. So, Jayla had stopped growing. So, they were there was a concern there that why, why was she so small? Mm-hmm. Um, so, my doctor felt like the placenta was failing early because your placenta is supposed to have a life. The life. Of, yes, yes, know, yes, yes. The 40 weeks. Yes. So, at about 30 weeks, Jayla was really still small. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they do the measurements. And, you know, when you go for your ultrasounds, they, well, my ultrasounds, girl, they were showing me everything. Stomach, spleen, mm. spine, mm-hmm. kidneys. I couldn't believe that they were showing me all this. Her brain, they measure everything because that's how they can mm-hmm. determine yeah. you know, what they call normal and everything. So, to them, Jayla was not on a normal growth scale so i was very worried Mm -hmm. um my doctor decided that it was going to be best to induce me and get jayla out of there okay so they got jayla out um i was i was in the hospital what like four days so they had to induce me um i wouldn't i remember at the class that you said that you had to go and they were going to induce you and Mm -hmm. you had to be bed ready and i remember that and um what happened? Yes, yeah, so they tried to induce me. It wouldn't work for the longest time. And then my doctor took this instrument, girl, and broke my water. Mm. Lord have mercy. And then the con- uh, <laughs> contractions, I said con, contractions started. And they are like no other. Ladies, stop telling your friends this is easy and not that bad. It's terrible. <laughs> 
It is terrible. It's horrible. So my contraction started, girl, and here Jayla came. Long story short, you know, yeah, I pulled her out and all that. So after I had Jayla, girl, got home, boom, whatever. I was off from work for three months. Um, when I looked in the mirror after I had her, I just instantly started crying, bawling. I looked at my body. Um, I looked like I had a flat tire on the top of my jeans. Um, these stretch marks. I was not used yeah. to that. You know yes. what we used to. Like, yes. Come yes, on. yes, 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 so yes, 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 yes. it was hard yes. to me. But, um, when I, that's, you know what? That's why this is for my ladies. That's why this is for my ladies because it's just like, oh, <clears throat> yes. I have yes. to tell you, ladies, if you ever have a child and you see yourself after having your child i promise you you will not stay that way mm-hmm. but i had to learn that for myself girl the skin will come back in the elasticity elasticity, elasticity come will come back <laughs> all right those stretch marks might not fade right away but you put that little tummy butter and it'll come back you'll be all right mm-hmm. all right so, tummy butter I explain what's you, tummy butter for some people it's just the palmers you get it from like walgreens okay. and it comes in tummy a little butter, tin. ladies get use it use that tummy butter so, use it religiously get you a corset and you put it on now it's constrictive but it's gonna pull come on that belly and those hips and everything is gonna back. pull it back mm-hmm. in uh, i'll make my husband do it every day <laughs> i was like corset me up yeah because i couldn't do it my i couldn't do it yes, myself so yes, yes, girl, yes i would lay on the bed and pull it up and he would clip it for me mm-hmm. so just get you a supporter husband just, that'll rub that tummy butter yeah, and lace up that corset okay and he was so important to my process but still telling me i was beautiful and yes. i was sexy and i was amazing because yes. honey when i saw that ballet See, when you're pregnant, the baby's in there, so it looks all round and cute and tight. When that baby comes Girl. out, what you think? That tummy is deflated. <laughs> Girl, it's like somebody put a pin in that thing and it just <laughs> drooped. <laughs> Girl, that thing oh, drooped so down. Weak. I was like, why? I'm not used oh, to no droop. So we, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But we have to wrap this up. But I still have just a couple more questions. Okay, okay, so before okay. we go, up. so before we go, like the last questions that I had, what are women able to take away and gain by attending Desire Dance class or a private session with you? Where do you see yourself with Desire Dance in the next three years? And what are your ultimate goals for Desire Dance? Okay, so and wait a minute, last question. What advice do you have for women who are not dancers and those women that struggle with loving their bodies? Okay. Okay. So, um, desire dance. What can women gain from desire dance? So when you come to, to desire dance, you are going to literally gain so much. First of all, you're going to learn something sexy. And even if you don't have a partner, that doesn't matter. You feel good doing it for yourself. So you leave with um, a sense of confidence. Knowing, dang, I just did that, mm-hmm. and I look good, doing, and I felt good about myself because I just worked out, I burned some calories, and I felt good doing it. We're not jumping around, jumping jacks, we're dancing. So it's a hidden court, mm. uh, cardio routine. Mm. It's hidden. Hidden cardio. It's hidden. I like Because that. you're in heels. You know what I'm saying? And then you're doing something sexy. So now you feel good about yourself. Like, wow, ooh, I want to go do this in the mirror. I'm going to do this at home. I'm going to perfect it. And you don't have to be a dancer to feel that way about mm-hmm. yourself. Okay? So 
next? What do I see? Where do I see Desire Dance in the next three years? Um, and the ultimate goal for Desire Dance. I don't know. I think my ultimate goal is just to reach more women. Mm-hmm. I would love to go international. I would love to go international. Yes. I want. I want to go to Europe. I want to tour. Yes. I want to go international. I want to reach more women that are not dancers. And that's okay because when you come to my class, you're going to leave a dancer. Yeah. You're going to leave knowing these terms. You're going to leave knowing what I mean. You're going to leave knowing how to walk in the hill. Okay. Even when those feet start hurting after the club. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, also, um, what advice would I give to ladies that are not dancers yes. that want to come to Desire Dance? I would tell you just to come. This is going to be the most welcoming, encouraging environment that you can ever get. Yes. Okay? Because initially, Desire Dance was created for everyday women that want to come, that want to feel sexy, that want to feel sensual. Yes, I'm going to teach you proper dance technique and how to move. Yes, I will, because I don't want you to injure yourself. Yes. And I don't want you out here looking crazy, because a lot of you wonder why you don't look like your favorite Instagram dancer. That's because you just don't have the knowledge Mm -hmm. of how to move like that. Exactly. Okay, so um, I would tell you just to come. Just to come. Don't wait on your friends. Okay, don't wait till you have a man. Don't wait till you lose weight. Just come Don't as you wait. are. Just come as you are. Like the church say, come as yes. you are, baby. Just come as That's you how are. Desire dance and is. don't don't worry about um I feel like you literally find your tribe at Desire Dance. You find who you are yes. supposed to connect with that desire. And you dance. and you find that how, I need to take a poll on how many ladies have met real friends from coming to dance class. How many people have you networked mm-hmm. with just by coming to Desire Dance? Because yes. that's what it's about. And those people who start off in the back mm-hmm. that are now... They work their way to the front. They work their way to the front and are recording and posting yes. on their pages. Yes. So, so come, come to Desire Dance. I also... I encourage ladies to take other dance classes like ballet, jazz, things like that. And you can say there are beginner classes. You don't have to go to any advanced class and something you know you're not ready Mm -hmm. for. Go to a beginner class. That's perfectly fine. I also encourage ladies to take other instructors classes that teach heels. Um, Take those classes and you're going to learn more and more and more you're going to build on what desire dance has given you mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so the thing that separates desire dance is definitely um the environment these ladies are so encouraging so <laughs> encouraging mm-hmm. um me i'm gonna be i'm gonna motivate you but i'm gonna push you of course I'm going to motivate you, but I'm going to push you in the most loving in way. In the most loving, in the most, in the loving, most way. loving, most encouraging, most constructive, criticizing way and for you, you to. If you tell me desire, a goal, I'm to going me to push pers- you. Yes. Desire Dance prepares you for the professional world because Desire Dance is professional because you are getting drink from a professional instructor that has been there, done that. And she is preparing you for anything and beyond. Right. And that's what I appreciate. So, so come you. and just be prepared and let's just have fun. Let's just. Let's just. Let's just. Let's just. Let's do it. Yes. And come through 
And um, like I said, there are other heels class that I have seen out there. Don't be afraid to take those instructors. Don't get stuck with just one person because you are going to do yourself a disservice by not trying other people. Yes. I mean, the ultimate goal, we want everybody in our class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want you in my class. Of course. But you are going to learn so much by going to experience other classes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people might teach faster than me. A lot of people might teach um, more difficult choreography mm-hmm. than what you're going to get in Desire Day. I try to mix it up. Exactly. I'm going to give you the slow, sexy, central, but then we're going to move to a song like I Like or The Maya. Well, I'm going to mm-hmm. throw a split in yeah. there. I'm going to throw some floor work in there. Yes. I'm going to throw some turns in there for you, but then I'm going to take it down and I'm going to let you know, okay, you can do this. I'm going to take you back down. It definitely so. does pushes you to a, a greater level and that's what I appreciate about Desire yeah. Dance. And I'm grateful for Desire Dance. I'm glad that at the top of February for Black History Month, yes. I was able to bring you in because y'all already know for 28 weeks, I'm always make sure you all check out Desire yes. Dance. And Tisha every will be Tuesday. teaching. February 26th. And that's one thing about me. I've never been afraid to put somebody on. <laughs> it's been plenty of people that yes. come through and have stuff for me because I know what's meant for me isn't going to be meant for nobody the, else. For the greater good. So you're going to come to my class and yeah, you can sub and mm-hmm. everything like that. And you can build your students and stuff off of whatever's in my class. Those are desired dancers. And you may be able to create a following of and your own. And that is being proud. That's okay. being very, very proud okay. of you because you are you're so confident in yourself. You're confident in your brand. You're confident in you mm-hmm. that you're OK with putting and encouraging and supporting others. Exactly. And still knowing that your girls, your tribe is going to come back to is yes. mother. <laughs> mother come on now so that's my come on thing. now like, but that's what i'm supposed to be doing i'm supposed to encourage people whether it's as a dancer or an instructor and i'm gonna let you know the mistakes i made along mm-hmm. the way by signing a contract that required me to give somebody 50 percent of everything that i was earning mm-hmm. that came to desire dance but look at you now Ladies, give me a call. Negotiate those prices. Negotiate that contract. Exactly. Know what to charge people. Exactly. Do not lowball so yourself. You, if if any ladies are in the dance world that are just starting out, that are struggling with setting prices, with contracts and all of that stuff, make sure you reach out to Jess, okay? Her Instagram is. So go ahead and do your handle and all that stuff. my Instagram. Where to check you out and all of that stuff. We know all that. It's JN Limited underscore edition. Lord, I made this so long ago. I hate it. But it's J A Y. Change it to Desire Dance. I know, but every I feel like everybody knows this one. So it's J A Y A N N Limited L I M I T E Z underscore edition E D I T I O N. J N Limited underscore edition. Desire Dance and on every Tuesday. Yes. So make sure you all follow, like. Rate, review, comment, everything. Desire Dance Series on Facebook. Make sure you check out Desire Dance Series every Tuesday at 757 Dance Studio, 176 South Rosemont Street, Virginia. Is it South Rosemont Road? 
Uh-huh. Virginia Beach, Virginia at eight thirty, ten dollars cash. Yes. Cash. Hit me up. Birthday parties, private parties. Um, yes, I feel like I need to come back because I feel like I want you to come back. Larger scale conversation. I want you to come back. We didn't get we didn't get to touch. We actually did with everything. Yes. She had a little call sheet for me. I did. Come on. (laughs) Girl, I even gave her a topic for next year. Yes. Ladies, she's gonna be reaching out to you. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, ladies, again, so make sure check out 757 Dance Studio, Desire Dance, every Tuesday. This is for my ladies. Every episode, every Tuesday, new episode every Tuesday. So make sure you all support this podcast by liking, subscribing, commenting, and reviewing. And, of course, listening. Okay, you all? Thank you so much. I appreciate it and I'll see you all next week. All right? This is for my ladies. I'm Tisha the Diva and I'm out.